Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. Joining me as always is the one and only Michael Corbin. Michael. Hey Emmanuel. How what are a, you? Good. What a what a great weekend of rugby league we saw. There was some cracking games. Uh, especially the Saturday night game. Um, one of the best rugby league games I've seen in a few years. Uh, and like one of the best regular season rugby league games I've seen in a few years. And yeah, it was it was a treat to watch. Yeah, top of the table clashes are very rare, but when they come around, you realise they're the games that really show the, the difference in the top and the bottom teams in the competition. Um, amazing game, great weekend of games, really. A lot of exciting football. You had um, Saturday night's game between the Roosters and Para, obviously. Um, I quite enjoyed the Friday night um, Penrith Storm game as well. Yeah, very good um, game. And Sunday afternoon's game between Manly and the Raiders. Um, I really, I've, I've had tickets on Manly. I thought it was it was an awesome performance from them. Very brave, very gutsy. Um, it's being hailed as one of their best wins. Um, awesome to watch. Yeah, just incredible performance by them, considering they lost Dylan Walker, Brad Parker, and Tom Trebojevic. They also uh, had to power Suli and Tafua out yeah. beforehand. It was just they were dropping like flies, and yeah. I reckon they could have had nine on the field against thirteen. They probably still would have won that yeah. game. Des somehow gets it out of them. We've we've talked about you know everyone talks about these manly performances where they just dig deeper than any other team, and this weekend was another another showing of that. Just an incredible performance by them. What a great win! Uh, it's going to be tough for the next couple of weeks without Tom. Uh, that he's a big part of their team and what he does for them offensively and even defensively. But, I, you know, if they can come away with two or three wins in this next six or seven weeks or however it is, I think they're still going to be in a position to make that eight because I don't think the bottom half of the competition is that strong. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it, it might be a... Um, they might miss the top four because of this. Um, I think I think you need to really bank those wins, and I just think um, six weeks in a twenty-round competition might not be uh, might be too many for Manly to have a full team on the field. Um, I think Tom and Turbo is going to be missed a lot in attack. I think he adds another dimension. He's also a great decoy player. You pay all these players a fortune, and the defense gets instantly drawn to them, but it, it's the it's the what they create for the other players around them as well. So um, I think he's going to be missed. Walker not there is going to probably put a bit more pressure on Cherry Evans as well, um, and on um, Jake Trebojevic to really do all the work and get the combinations going. So um, it's going to be interesting there. But Hasler, yes, incredible coach. He thrives on backs against the wall. He loves the siege mentality. This was one of those games where Manly were up against it. He's not even on the field, but he's just um, got this mentality in his players. I mean, um, Walker and Parker went down very early and very, very quickly um, in time to each other. I think it was like fourth or fifth minute Mm -hmm. or something together. Um, And just since then, Manly just lifted. It it, it was amazing. just so good to watch. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, though, we raised questions about Canberra's offense last last week when we were doing our report card, and their their attack just seemed really sloppy. There, there was no cohesion. They seemed like it was all reliant on Jack White and creating something out of nothing and trying to break the line. I think they've got some issues there on attack. Uh, it's going to take some work. 
And it it seems like they've got a bit of a championship hangover, even though they didn't win. Yeah. That's that's the feeling that I'm getting out of this team, and they needed to somehow dig deep and find some find some of those combinations. George Williams started really hot in the season, and these last couple of weeks has been a bit flat. I think uh, Curtis Scott uh, is not playing great football, and no. Manly no. targeted him. Manly yeah. targeted him twice. Trebojevic set up a try and beat him for a try uh, in two instances on the weekend. Uh, yeah, I think they just need to shift some things around and try some new things because they're a bit stale at the moment. Yeah, and which is so weird because they started so red hot as well. They had that huge win in Melbourne um, when the season resumed. And I, I just don't know what's gone on since then. You're right about Curtis Scott. He, he, he does look out of place. He, look, he looks confused. He's an easy target for the opposition. George Williams doing very well. Um, I don't know if... Bateman has been a bit of a distraction for them. Um, I mean, who knows what's going on there, but it takes nothing away from Manly's great performance. No. But I, I would say a, a better team would have taken advantage of what Manly was missing for 70 minutes of that game um, with the two players out before Trevojevic got injured and probably would have taken advantage of that situation. Yeah, look, like just looking at what a week... What a, like, what a difference one week can make. I was looking at the betting markets this week, yeah. and last last week, Canberra were the outright favourites. They yeah. were the favourites to win the competition. Give one week, the Roosters beat the Eels, the Camp, Canberra lose to Manly in a, in a game that they definitely should have won, yeah. and the tables have turned. The Roosters are now top favourites to win the competition. Eels are second, and Raiders, I think, have dropped a little bit. Yeah, and Roosters, easy favourites as well, and yeah. rightly so. Incredible performance there. I, I, I keep saying it, terrifying terrifying to watch <laughs> fantastically terrifying football it's right, just yeah. it, it, it it is awesome if the quality of the competition if every team could play at that sort of level would be incredible obviously a competition doesn't work like that but just a, a fantastic game um so much going really end-to-end stuff and um i think a great test for Parramatta. um great test for Parramatta and a great performance by the roosters who in my opinion are are the new Melbourne Storm? They are. They are. The, they are the team you really have to beat. Uh, they're back-to-back premiers. Um, they're consistently up there. They're going to test you. They're going to push you. They're going to throw everything at you. You have to deliver an 80-minute performance, or you're not going to beat them. Yeah, I I could spend hours and hours talking about this game. I'm not going to. I'm going to save you guys that punishment. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, what the Roosters did in that last 20 minutes, once Tedesco. Uh, was unceremoniously destroyed by Mike Acevo, uh was just incredible. They lifted to another gear that Parramatta don't have yet. Yeah. Uh, but I think what this game will do for Parramatta is more than what it would have done if they would have won. Yeah. I definitely. think that they now know what it takes to win a competition. You need to be able to find that next gear and be able to do things that the Roosters did. And they're going to take this as a learning curve. Uh, so yeah, I think Parramatta is going to improve out of this game, but just the class the Roosters showed, the the veterans on that team, Josh Morris and Brett Morris, I I can't explain how good they've been this year. They've they're playing at almost career best form, and they're thirty three. Yeah, they're so in tune with each other, they're so in tune with the team. I think it does help that there was this big uh, layoff where they could build these combinations. But just the the amount of finesse that those guys are playing with. You you mentioned that you know every offload the Roosters have, someone's running onto the ball. Like just that it's chemistry the, and cohesion is just incredible. It's 
it's a it's an incredible level of confidence and trust in your team mm. which only really comes when you've been playing as a unit i know there's been personnel changes but when you've been playing as a unit for that long and it, and it comes on the back of success and i think just a a consistent a consistent team a consistent coach um and those combinations are there and just the not like it must be discussed so much like support your player be there and just these these flick passes and it's not one off i've seen it across two or three weeks and when you see that it, how do you defend against that like you you can't defend against that sort of like this this belief in a team and, and belief in your players and belief that everyone has the same purpose you don't find that anywhere you don't find that anywhere else i have to say that um, watching the Manly game, Manly play with a lot of intent. Yes. Manly play with, they know what every tackle has a purpose for them. And, you know, everywhere you're going upfield in one direction, you go right, you shift left, you go right again, and then you set it up to get it to the Triple Voyages or whatever. Um, but Rooster's incredible. I agree. This loss does a lot um, for Parramatta that wouldn't happen if they'd won. The ultimate test will be, I'm not sure if they play each other again from memory, Parra and I don't the think Roosters. That, I don't think they do. But they will likely meet. And the ultimate test comes if Parra gets up in the final, then you know that, that they've really improved because I, I don't think the Roosters take a backward step. The question with the Roosters is, um, can they make it, maintain it? Can yeah. they maintain it? Yeah, at the moment, they're playing really well. At some point, you think they will dip. Players are going to start getting tired. We're, we're quite fresh at the moment. But, yeah, there, there could be that mid-season dip that we do likely see from the Roosters. There is no origin, which will help. But players are going to have to start getting rested. I could see Tedesco not playing this weekend. Yeah, I yeah. could see Jake Friend also not playing this weekend because he was a bit banged up after that game. You you see, you know, Roosters versus St. George. So, yeah. It may be a, it may be an opportunity to rest yeah. the players. Uh, Might want to loan them to St George. <laughs> it still won't help. Another team that was really impressive. We mentioned it at the start was the Panthers. I thought that Nathan Cleary's control of this game was exceptional. His poise and his confidence, and the way he just let the game come to him, and just the way he, he kicked it, kicked when there was pressure. He he was so good. Uh, and yeah, I think they're also a really going to be a really tough team to beat. They've beaten some good teams. The only one of the only teams they've lost to is Parramatta. They drew against Newcastle without Cleary. They've beaten the Roosters. They've now beaten the Storm. So yeah. they're 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 a contender as well. Yeah, oh, definitely. Their their team has really come together. A lot of juniors there. They've been playing together for a long time. Um, Cleary has got two origins behind two origin series behind him now. Um, just a great performance, I think. Um, Kikau, incredible. Yeah. Just absolutely amazing. Not sure about the hair, but um, great performance from him. Um, just a very, very strong team. I like the style of football they play. Um, it's very different to other teams, I think. Um, and, you know, Melbourne, just I think we've spoken about this, they're just looking rattled. There's just something not right there. I don't know if it's the rules. I don't know if it's Cameron Smith's future. Um, they don't know what to do about that. I think um, a call probably has to be made on Cameron's future and just get it out of the way, regardless of what it is. Um, and just I think the club lacks a bit of clarity. And I have a feeling that Cameron Smith's sort of salary cap pressure and the fact that he takes up so much of that cap 
is probably having an impact on the club being able to invest in like proper halves and, and sort out their combinations and, and, and sign one of them up to a long-term deal rather than play all these, a bit of Riley Jacks, a bit of, um, a bit of the other, um, Jerome Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. And, um, I think they just, they just need to sort that out. They look very unsettled and it's very unbellamy like as, as well. Um, just not to sort of like pick your guy, stick with it and let it work. He's it, the way it's changing, um, is, is very unmelvin like. Yeah. I, they, they did, they were missing out a car. He was away for the birth of his child. Uh, Jerome Hughes is back this week as well. They are versing the Warriors, so it could be a little bit of a tune-up for them. Uh, but they have had to relocate to Sydney. They are now the Sydney Storm. Uh, they'll be playing out of Jubilee, I believe. Uh, and they could relocate to Brisbane later down the track because a lot of their players are from that area. That's where a lot of their family is. Uh, but yeah, I, I still think they're going to be up there, but... They, I think Melbourne Melbourne are going to beat the the bad teams. Yeah. They're always going to beat the bad teams. I think they're going to struggle against the good teams. Their next big test is the Roosters next week. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be a very interesting game to see where they're at. Where they're at. Um, Which does make more sense for the Roosters to rest players this week as well. It does. It does. And the Roosters have had the Storm's number the last couple of years as well. So yeah, we will see. That should be a really interesting game but we will preview that next week. Yeah, and on the Warriors, I know we're sick of talking about coaches, but I'm shocked, to be honest, um, about Stephen Kearney. Yeah. Um, I, just the timing's very off for me. Um, they've had two or four wins post-season-ending. Um, post, uh, he obviously was not getting the results they wanted. Timing, is, timing for me is very strange. They're isolated over here. Um, they've had a really rough time. It smells a bit to me. Yeah, there's there's rumours going around that because uh, player agent and coach agent Isaac Moses uh, has been disbarred from the NBA uh, from the NRL and can no longer be a an, a player agent. Uh, he was the reason why Kearney still had a job. He was apparently, and this is all this is all speculation. He apparently threatened that the players that he represented on the Warriors would not play if Stephen Kearney got fired last year. He gets he gets removed and all of a sudden Kearney uh, gets fired. There's like you said, it smells a bit. But the right Kearney Kearney hasn't performed. He's made he came 13th one year, then he made the eight, then he came 13th the next year. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think the timing is wrong, like you said, uh, considering what they've gone through. But I think it was inevitable. The timing is wrong, but. Unless they're going to replace him with a better and proven coach, what's the point? Like yeah. every like he they've had they had Ivan Cleary who took him to a grand final. They had Daniel Anderson who took them to a grand final. Stephen Kearney was the uh, New Zealand coach when he was appointed to the Warriors job and he got results. He hasn't been able to get he hasn't taken them to a grand final. He's got them to the finals. I think as you said once or maybe twice. What are they looking for? Are there enough premiership winning coaches aren't coaching other clubs willing to move to New Zealand? This is this is a big issue. Uh, at the moment, there's about four or five coaches on the hot seat. Yeah. Right. One of them was won a premiership. That's Paul Green. Yeah. Right. Uh, one and and then the rest of them uh, haven't haven't achieved as much in the NRL and uh, their position as a coach is under fire. Uh, because it's probably warranted, except yeah. for maybe Dean Pay. But 
the question is, who wants to go over and live their life in New Zealand and coach this team? One name I've heard, which I think might be the best candidate, is Jeff Tooby. Yeah. Um, but... But I, I don't. I don't think you can bring in a, a, a rookie coach into that into that system. This team needs a strong head who has established himself as a leader in this game and as a really strong coach. And they're, they're just not out there. They're in teams at the moment who wouldn't want to leave those positions. Everyone keeps on throwing up Bellamy and Bennett, but that's not going to happen. No, there's no way it's going to happen. I mean, it's not like going to another city. It's going to another country. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, especially at, at um, you know, Wayne, the time in Wayne's life or the time in Craig's. Craig always already talks about how Melbourne is too far away from um, his family in Brisbane. So um, Tuvi's an interesting one, though. Had a good roster when he was at Manly. Took him to a grand final. Um, can manage a club without a lot of resources. But, I don't know, attracting quality players to New Zealand is a very hard sell. It is um, really tough. It's going to require a coach to really take control of the juniors and really develop them. And I don't know if Tuvi can do that. Well, that's the issue. They've they've got this whole country where they can pull players from. I know it's not a huge country, but they've got a country where they can pull players from. They need to start developing younger stars, and they should, you know, they need to start scouting the rugby camps and all this stuff to bring in young talent that's going to lead this team into the future. It's going to be difficult to recruit players to 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 New Zealand. Uh, it's difficult to recruit 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 players at all. You know, teams don't just go and sign stars and automatically win unless. You're a team that's established yourself as a team that you know has this great culture and te- players want to go and play for. Yeah. New Zealand isn't that at the moment, so it's going to be a difficult task. Whoever takes over that job, but yeah, the the Kearney the Kearney news was sad. It's a bit unfortunate the timing, but I think the writing was on the wall and it was inevitable. But yeah, it shouldn't have happened now. Definitely, and um, I know we're over talking about coaches, but. The Cowboys were down 36-0 at one stage last week. Yeah, Paul Green is on the hot seat, and I don't see that seat getting any cooler. No, exactly. All right, should we look at the weekend? I think we should. Okay, big game tonight, very big game. Great Uh, game tonight. It's probably one of the games of the round. Uh, Second game of the round. There's one other game that I think I'd prefer to watch more, but it is a great game tonight between... The Panthers and the Bunnies? Yeah. Uh, James Roberts is in for South. He's in, he's okay. He's listed on the 17, but Wayne does not know where he's going to play him yet because Braden Burns and Campbell Graham look so good. Uh, I think Burns is a bit of a liability in defence. Yep. Um, that's just my thought. Um, but Campbell Graham's making great metres. He's looking really good, actually. Um, he's, he's one of those... Uh, tall, lanky players that, that can just be really hard to tackle um, because he can't get high enough and he's got such big legs that you don't know where to grab him. Um, but Amoni is out after his injury last week. So um, I'd love Souths to win. I'm practical. The Penrith are going to win this game. I think so. Uh, I hope it, I hope Souths are competitive. Um, and just my, I'm still a bit concerned about our defence. Even last week... We let in a cheap like try to the Warriors. That was a bit disappointing. So yeah, something th- where something where we're competitive and it's a close game would be good for me. I think I think South's big issue is they can't they can't close out teams and the Warriors had chances last week and South just kept on South just kept on bringing it out of bringing it out of their own end. They dropped the ball and better teams will pounce on that. So I think that's one of the issues that South needs to fix. Uh, this is a big test for them because they haven't really beaten a good side yet. 
They've beaten the Warriors, they've beaten the Titans, they've beaten the Sharks. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Uh, correct. So they this is this is a top eight team. This is going to be a big test for them. If they can get a win here, it shows that they may have some fight in this championship race. But I've also got the Panthers. Yep, fair. Uh, this game's also relocated to Jubilee because Campbelltown is all torn up. Yeah, and you could see that before Manly played. But yeah. Hasler, I'm surprised he didn't ring the NRL and abuse them again because he lost three players out of them. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. we digress. So then the first game on Friday is the Storm versus the Warriors. Yeah. Melbourne looking to bounce back. The Warriors, uh, some of them might not play and sit this one out, is what they said during the week because Stephen Kearney's not there. I'm not so convinced. Um, Todd Payton's first game as an NRL coach. Why would you want the job? Honestly, no. why would you want the job? No. Um, as you said, Addo Carr and Hughes are back in. Um, there's a bit of movement around at the Warriors too. Um, Wade Egan is out after the eye gouge on Luttrell. I yep. still have no idea what that was. Um, the, for yeah. me, this can go two ways. It's either going to be Melbourne by 40 or Melbourne by 4. Um, Warriors probably put in a spirited performance in honour of the last coach, but it, it depends. I mean, it can't be much of a motivator if you're so far away. The player that's been, the coach that's been keeping it together leaves. Yeah, I I just can't see Melbourne losing two in a row. Yeah. So Melbourne for me as well. Next game of the round, it's normally is the Anzac Day clash, but obviously circumstances prevented that from happening this year. Uh, it is the Roosters versus the Dragons out of Bankwest Stadium. Uh, no surprise who I'm going with here. I'm going with the Roosters. No surprise. I'm going with them too. I think I'm going to tip them every week um, just because I can't afford to drop that tip against you. <laughs> um, yeah, they look good. Um, Dragons won two in a row. so Yeah, but who'd they beat? Well, I know, but, you know, confidence is everything. It is. It is. Um, James Graham's gone. He is gone. I don't know who they've brought in to replace him. I think... Blake Laurie's come in. They were really hoping they'd get Jack DeBellin this week, but that doesn't look like happening. Um, yeah, uh, it depends. Roosters could rest a whole bunch of players here and, Mel- uh, and Dragons could come away for a sneaky victory. But uh, even even without Tedesco, we saw them put on 59 points against the Broncos. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, how, well, how far are the Roosters behind Parramatta on the ladder? Like how many, one win. Is it one, one win? One win. Yeah. So you'd think that when they get level, maybe the Roosters will start resting. Yeah. Um, like I said, Tedesco Tedesco hasn't been cleared to play yet. No. He, short turnaround, six games. That was a big concussion that he, he faced. He looked fine after the game, but when you get knocked unconscious, there's always there's always signs that you may not be able to suit up for the next week. So if he, he, he could be in out, he, we, we'll find out probably tonight whether he's in or not. Um, yeah. Uh, and the other person I thought also was Jake French, just to give him a bit of a break. He's played 80 minutes the last two or three games, and Sam Barrels hasn't had much time. Yeah, so. yeah. Ah, the benefits of having a really good roster. Yeah, Sam Verrill's a uh, try-scoring uh, grand finalist, so, you know, <laughs> sitting in our reserve grade. It's the luxury to have. <laughs> three Next. o'clock Saturday, Cowboys, yeah. Newcastle. Wow. Um, Bradman Best got dropped for breaching COVID protocols. Yeah, went and visited his... Parents, yeah, how so, dare he? <laughs> you know, it's a bit unfortunate. It's, it's really unfortunate. This kid's, this kid's got a bright future. He's a really good player. Had a bit of a slip up. Wanted to go visit his parents. Everyone thought initially he'd gone to a nightclub, which yeah. didn't happen. Uh, but still, I've got the Knights. They look. Mitchell Pierce was fantastic the other night. 
Callum Pong is finding his uh, finding his feet back in the team as well, and he looks fantastic. Yeah, and a sign of a, I think, a really strong club culture from Adam O'Brien that mm. happy to make that call and it's like you know what the fact is. Firstly, it wasn't a nightclub incident. That's a change for Newcastle based on last year's. <laughs> and then you know um, one of your best and brightest young stars is being um, rested because of that is I think a really good sign. Uh, it's good for their depth. It sends a message to the rest of the players that, you know, that sort of crap's not tolerated anymore. Yep. Um, Newcastle should win this, I think. Uh, hard to tip the Cowboys. Very hard to tip the Cowboys. Yeah, um, agreed. Problems there, I think. Now, this next game's interesting. Match of the round. <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> uh, we got the Broncos versus the Titans. Both teams are struggling mightily. Broncos haven't won since the resumption of the season. Uh, Titans have won one. It was against the Tigers, but have then been blown out of the park the last three games. Yeah, jeez. I'm... I don't feel good about it. I don't want to tip either team. Titans must be a chance. Like They are. You, they they, they really are. They have to go in there with a lot of confidence. They um, really are. There was an article on Fox League last night talking about how um, the question was really asked post-Manly game from Seabold about the players' thoughts on him, and, and two players responded positively. The rest just looked the at their feet. the rest looked at their feet. Yeah, so, like it, um, it sounds like yeah. he's lost the playing group. They've lost a bit of their their spine is shot to bits. They've got no hooker. Isaac Luke playing hooker. Isaac Luke was good five years ago. Uh, not so much anymore. Um, but, you know... They've, they've, like, got a, they've got a rookie fullback in Tezzy New. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I've heard Tom Dearden's going to come into the side who had a bit of a run last year and actually helped that team, I think, a bit. Uh, I'm going the Broncos just because I think they have more talent on the park, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I'll go the Broncos too, but I'm not convinced. Um, and, you know, at one point, the coach has to just stop chopping and changing players. It's it's not doing any good for anyone. Yeah. We, I, we can talk I, about it for ages. but We could. Um, yeah. We won't do that again. Now, massive game. Very big game. And I think this is a really big game for the Raiders. Yep. Because um, they're up there, like that they're still up there. They, they've strung these wins together, and I, I was like, if they if they had beaten Manly, I think they would have gone to second. They would have. Um, and they missed that opportunity. I think losing this one, so both last start losers in this game, and both will really want the win. Yeah. Um, both played other top eight sides last week, wanting to show them their credentials this week. Good test for both teams. I have to go para. I've also gone para purely because I think they offer a lot more in attack than yeah. what I think the Raiders can do at the moment. I think, you know, para, para were really, really good on the weekend. They were, they were, they they took it to the Roosters for 65 minutes. Yeah. And it, they just dropped off a bit at the end. I don't even think they dropped off that much. I think the Roosters just went to another level. Um, I think the, the the cons of a game like that is do you lift so much knowing you're playing the premiers and you're the pe- the the prime team this year and and potential premier that you just like rise so much last week that this is the fall week. I think I think what is also being underrated about Parramatta is they've got an exceptional defense. They're second in the league at the moment in defense. They yeah. haven't they haven't had an easy run. No. They've versed some really good teams and they're just not letting in points. So yeah, they, a, a team a team like the Raiders who are struggling on attack, I think the Parramatta are going to be able to hold them out and going to be able to score points. Yeah, uh, they are missing Nathan Brown because he still has issues with aggression and cops Victor Bradley <laughs> on the head. Um, 
it's he he needs he's you know he's in that he's he's in that Tavita Pangai role where like you want him to be aggressive but you need to control it a bit and he's better than Tavita obviously, uh, but yeah he just needs to rein that in a little bit and not give away these silly penalties that can cost you weeks on the sideline. Yeah, no I I agree I think I think Parramatta win this game. Canberra, uh, Canberra look very unconvincing and unless they can. They can pull it off here and then start a run. Um, things are looking a bit funny there. I'm going to say one thing as well. Mm. In that 60 minutes that Tedesco was on the field, and this is going to sound big coming from a Roosters fan, Quint Gufferson outplayed him. Really? He wow. outplayed him. Quint Gufferson was fantastic on the weekend. Um, and he, like we, we discussed it earlier in the, in the season, he looks like he's gone to another level, and he looks really good. Uh... It's one thing that I think Canberra missing is a ball-playing fullback. Give them an extra... At the moment, their, their main playmaker is Josh Hodgson. And outside of that, they haven't got anyone else who's... Like, George Williams and Whiten and Klockstad are all running running players. Yeah. Their first instinct is to run. Whereas Para have Mitch, uh, Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses, Clint Gufferson, and Eve Reed Marnie was fantastic as well on the weekend. I think their spine has a little bit more spark than what the Raiders do. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> sorry, I think last year so much of of what they worked on was and their success was based on their defence. Yeah. Um, and their attack was never phenomenal, but um, I think back to the pre like the grand final was low scoring, but the prelim they held Souths out so many times in that game. Um, I think they had the second best defence last year to the Roosters. Um, and I think if that's falling short, then you get exposed in attack as well. Yep. If they can't keep those soft tries out and they let these teams in, it, it becomes costly. Yeah, agreed. Okay, uh, so we're both going para on that one. We haven't had any tips different yet. No. Could happen this one. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, we have on su- we have on Sunday afternoon, Manly versus the Sharks. These teams absolutely hate each other. Yeah, Battle of the Beaches. Battle of the Beaches. Um, Manly actually have, I can't remember off the top of my head, Manly have won this game so many times compared to Cronulla. The percentage success rate for Manly in this game is amazing. I think even last year when they versed each other, Tom Tom had just been out or something like that yeah. as well. It was like 30 to 30, it was like 28 to 30 or something. Yeah. It was a really close game yeah. and Manly scraped a victory. I think Daly Cherry Evans hit a field goal, something like that. Um, and because of that, I'm going Manly. Yeah, I was just about to say Cronulla, but I, I'm i not convinced. I'm I, not convinced either. I, I think last week's game is going to have an impact on Manly. I don't think it's going to be as as, as um, brave as last week's no. win. Um, they're losing a lot in attack, but Cronulla are just very clumsy. Um, yeah, they're, just, they're not exciting, yeah. and I think Battle of the Coaches have to go Dares over John Morris. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the big reasons. I just think Des will have this team more prepared than what Morris will have. Uh, to power is back in. To power well, is back in. To is back in. Um, so they've they've got a couple of troops coming back, even though they did lose a few. Um, yeah, I mainly just battle the, the forwards. This one, I the think. Ho- the hoodoo on the on the between the like the rivalry just it made me tip Manly. Last game of the rounds. Uh, even better. This game? It's an interesting one. It really, is. really it interesting is. one. It is. Um, 
It's Bulldogs versus the Tigers. Um, I'm interested to see who you've got. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't think the Bulldogs have been that bad. Over to why? I think the I think they're pretty decent. I think that there's a I've told you about the halves problem. I think Wakem's done a better job. Yeah, Wakem um, actually looked solid last week. Uh, he did get Simbind at one point, but regardless, I think he he adds a bit more spark to their attack and his passing's a bit more crisp. Yeah, which you um, want from a half. Hopewadi's um, not Hopewadi. Wateni Zelesniak comes out of the, his own end really good. Hopewadi's combining very well. Yeah, Hopewadi fullbacks um, a much Gordon. better move. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, God, I really don't know. I'm going um, the Tigers. I think I'm going to go the Dogs. I'm going the Tigers. Um, um, yeah. I don't know. I think Harry Grant has probably um, got all the spark there. Um, Tigers have lost a few. They've lost Alex Twelve, uh, Robert Jennings, and Zane Musgrove. So they're a bit depleted. Um, so is my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> I think everyone's fantasy team is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think the Tigers still have a bit more, bit more in them, a bit more, just, it's just the talent. I, I keep on looking at this Bulldogs team. I'm like, there's just not enough talent on this team to pick them. Yeah. Um, when I think that, you know, the Tigers went up 34 nil. I know they, they let in a lot of tries late, but I think that was just them. They switched off. I think they switched off. Exactly. Um, yeah, look, if the Tigers if the Tigers win this game, this is the this is the sign that we spoke about where they're beating all the easy teams. Yeah. Um, this could be a, a game the Dogs win. I actually think that the Tigers are more likely to win it, but I, I also feel Canterbury aren't that far away from a win. Yeah. Um, so, to recap, we've gone all the same except for that last game. So we've gone yeah. Panthers over Souths. Yep. Storm over the Warriors, yep. Roosters over the Dragons, yep. Knights to win in Townsville. Uh, we're both unconvinced but tipping the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, both gone Para, both gone Manly, yep. and then I've gone Canterbury and you've gone West. Uh, yeah. How'd you go last week? Well, I changed my tip to the Roosters, so that helped. I think I got six. You got six? Yeah. Okay. I got six as well. So, I don't know how that happened. No, you must have got five then. Oh. Because we had one other difference, I think. It's all in the past, of course. All yeah, in the past. I think I, think I tipped the Sharks, you tipped the Dogs. <clears throat> yeah, move on. Um, <laughs> one more thing, just uh, kind of football related. In other news this week, so this concerns me as a Souths fan, and I want all Souths fans, members, but particularly fans to listen to this. Um, during the week, it was announced that all the stadiums in all the stadia in Sydney are going to become come under one entity now. So um, the one organisation is going to take control of the SCG, the SFS, uh, ANZ Stadium, Bank West, Wynn Stadium and McDonald Jones in um, Newcastle. Newcastle. Uh, this is very important as a Souths fan because it means that, um, especially also for a couple of things here, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So um, ANZ is obviously our home ground. ANZ is now not going to be renovated. We're going to have a brand spanking new stadium in Moore Park, which is much closer to South's heartland. Um, I think the just the need is there for South to go to a small stadium. I think it, it's screaming obvious that when SFS reopens, Souths have to come back there. Uh, the announcement during the week that all these stadiums will come under one entity is really good because it means there's going to be consistency in the prices being offered to clubs to play at venues. Um, and it's going to encourage a club like Souths to go back to SFS after they had a notoriously 
bad deal when they were there before. Andrew Webster's written an interesting piece I recommend everyone read. Um, there's also a survey going around um, asking all South's members and fans where they want to play. If you're a member, if you're a fan, I encourage you to fill this out. Souths need to come back to Moore Park. It's a no-brainer. Um, south of the Roosters, the east is east, and anywhere along the coast from uh, Watsons Bay to La Perouse is is this um, bit of rivalry territory. Um, part of it is the whole sharing the stadium thing. Get around this. It's very important, in my opinion, um, for the future of the club as well. Um, we've got this development happening at Heffron. We play out of Redfern at the moment. This has always been a South's Roosters rivalry. Sharing a stadium, I think, is part of that too. So please vote for SFS. Well said. Yeah, I, I, I think South should be... It's ridiculous that they've been at ANZ for so long. It's so far away from where their big supporter base is, which is the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I want to <laughs> I want to see them at the SFS. The SFS is going to be great when it opens. It's going to be it's going to be a newer version of Suncorp, basically. Oh, and but the whole we've been there for an early game on a Saturday, um, like a five thirty game, or we've been there on a Friday after work, and it, it is so convenient. Yeah. It is so easy. You can go out afterwards. You can go to Surrey Hills. You can go to Paddo. Um, so much around. Um, light rail's there now, so access helps as well. But I, I, it, it's the atmosphere, even at the old SFS, was so much more exciting than at ANZ. Yeah. Um, it is su- such a buzz and such a vibe there. Um, a lot of my um, childhood memories are going to watch South play at that stadium, Bay 63, um, and it would just be great to, to be back there. I think it makes sense. And it, it's, I think for South, it's getting harder and harder to justify not playing there. Yeah, I, I remember going to the last game that was played at the old SFS, which was the South Roosters semi-final. Yeah. And it was the, the atmosphere was incredible. Yeah. I think it was a sellout. It was the biggest crowd they've ever had for a rugby league game there. It was that's that's what we need more of. We yeah. need South fans want to go to those games because it's around the corner from them. Yeah. Roosters fans want to go to those games because it's around the corner. But even if the the fan base was like the the crowd was majority Souths, it was great to see. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, that's my that's my pitch. Anyway. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, okay, guys, that's it for this week. We've got a bit of a shorter one. We've given you some two real long podcasts the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Thanks we'd... for listening to them, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. If you can find us on Instagram, how good is rugby league? Uh, we're both on there as well. Um, yeah, reach out to us. We're always posting questions and polls and whatnot, so interact with us. It's great to help us see what we're doing. Um, and I think that's it for the week. It is. And Michael, one more thing. How good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, Emmanuel. Thanks, Mike. <laughs>